Doctor, look. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Doctor Homebrew. Hey, welcome everybody, Doctor Homebrew. We are back. We're drinking a beer. We're drinking exactly one beer tonight. The only beer that matters. We're getting a hundred percent. We're giving a hundred percent of our attention to the third member or the eighth member. I don't know of Council of Brian's. <laughs> Brian Mills, what's up, dude? Welcome back. Thank you. And it's also apparently Brian Cooper is telling me that this is the eighth anniversary of Doctor Homebrew. We've been hey, doing what? this We're... for exactly eight years. Eight years tonight. Like that's the thing. Well. Uh, the first show was posted sometime in May 2012. So, yeah, it's uh, – or no, month. 2013, sorry. Okay. Oh, In damn. the month. Okay. I, I could look up the date. I don't know. It's fine. You don't need to do that. No one no one cares but you. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to do it big. Yeah. <laughs> well, you did. Eight years. Eight years of the show. number man. one. Okay. Listen to this. It was May 16th. 2013. Here okay, so 18th pr- recording. Pretty Two good days. here, dude. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty close. Damn, Keith. Keith is like a like balloons going up in the air and confetti uh, splashing yeah. and stuff. We're doing pretty good, man. You know, we've been uh, we've been through a few iterations. Uh, you know, big shouts out to Lee wherever you are, Lee Shepard, my man, starting the show off with yeah. us. And uh, you know. Gone too this. soon, here's, man. Here's to Lee. He was yeah. such a great guy. Dude, let's let's pop a let's pop a top for Lee here, man. Cheers, I, Lee. I knew him in the the homebrew scene locally for a long time. Oh man, he was the first, yeah. the first member of the Brewing Network to um, to leave a tab to skate out on a tab. <laughs> That's an interesting <laughs> way to put it. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, right. Yeah, but People anyway, that, yeah, just start listening on episode one, and then they get through this whole yeah. thing, and little do they realize what is about to happen because this no. is going to be big. We are having our eighth anniversary extravaganza. We're introducing a new segment which we will call Doctor Homebrew Hypochondriacs. <laughs> and our first what? hypochondriac is our good friend, and, he, and who coined the term actually. Mr. Brian Mills. So Brian Mills. I would like to give a, a round of applause. For, I, I I always just called them repeat offenders, but I realize yeah. we're not a cop show. But anyway. uh, true. Uh, well, we weren't we weren't done waxing we weren't done waxing poetic about uh, our lost you know compadres. So Brian Mills can wait for a second. Um, yes. And then Keith. Okay. Keith Cost. He's still alive, but he's married. So it's sort of the same and in, thing. And in Pennsylvania. Is he in Pennsylvania? No. He's in yeah, Cleveland. He's, he's in Cleveland. He's, or, or Cleveland? Okay, he's in Ohio. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Wasn't he originally yeah. from Pennsylvania? Like Pittsburgh area? I don't think, I, I yeah, think he's, right. he's from out there. I don't yeah. Th- yeah. I don't think he actually was from anywhere. I think he's just a hobo. <laughs> he just appeared. Yeah, he was just riding the rails and then one day he, you know, he, he gets off the boxcar and decides to put down roots cuz he's tired of traveling. Mm. And eating beans from a tin. At NCHF. Yeah. Yeah. Right, he was a, he was in a club called Trash and it oh, was like uh Keith is in yeah. the chat right now. Keith. Wow. Whoa. And what? Keith Keith was in my homebrew club, The Works of Wisdom. Welcome Keith. For a while hey, before he is. left. He's his ears are burning, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I had if I had his email address, I'd throw him in the chat, but uh, I don't. Uh, so can't. 
Welcome, Keith. Man, when are you going to sit? See, this is okay. This is now. This is just stupid. I want because I want to ask him a bunch of questions. Why aren't you, um, bro? Uh, send me what's his Hold email? On. What's his email? <laughs> it's uh, I'll send it to you. Okay, are we really are we going to do this live? Yes, are I'm going to do it live. It I don't give a oh, fuck. Awesome. I mean, first of all, awesome. Brian Mills, do you care? Do you got anything to do no. right now? <laughs> the, the Council of Brian's approves this. No, I mean, Here. I'm already. I yeah, got so it. We can actually just have him dial in. So. I sent it, I sent it to him. If you Keith, if you want to join, man, come on, join. If you don't, I understand. Everyone's too creepy. Cool. Everyone, we'll everyone, anyone in on this show? Cooper and uh, Shark and a fangirl. But uh, you know, I I'm you know we're at the same uh, level, so I. Don't uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's been weird, man. Eight years, Doctor Homebrew. I've been hated doing this show for about five of them, but I've been enjoying it lately. All right. I still remember the day you called me at home and you said, Brian, we've got a you're you're now officially a co host of a sponsored show on, on <laughs> the Brewing Network. Yeah. And I was like, Cool. Uh, I mean, and it was sponsored by Five Star. Like who better to, you know, sponsor our show? Because we love them. Yes. And they always do good things. Always. Oh, there's a four one two number coming on. Uh oh. Uh, here we go. Uh oh. Yeah. Also, hey. um, Change your name, Keith, because everyone's gonna have your uh, your phone number. Oh, that's okay. No, okay. all right, <laughs> Keith. What's up, dude? Hold on a second. Hi, nice. Keith. Hey, guys. I don't know what the hell uh, I'm doing. I just happened to look on uh, on uh, Facebook. So, hey, man. It wasn't really planned. Uh, what, what 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 app am I on right now? What are we? Uh, what am I calling in through? I didn't even look. I just sort of. It's a Brian zoom. Oh, this is yeah. This, it's it Zoom. Is it's is uh, we're we're doing a new show about uh, sex addicted fathers and uh, how they want to um, secretly kiss themselves. And so this and is what we're talking about. Hold on, right. let, me, let me just join via Zoom. Then I had no idea what we were doing. Oh my god! Yeah. Now it's a whole okay. thing. Jeez, Aye. this is why we got rid of him because he just can't. He's like, <laughs> oh, I need to be the exact thing. I can't just. You know, be on the phone for four seconds. Oh, you could let's let's do well, this fine. proper. No, I can be here on the phone for four seconds. Is, you know, that that is fine. But is no. it though? Uh, is I it fine? Keith? Number, you, All right. Well, what are you doing? Because I do generally want to talk to you. So settle in, do whatever you're going to do, and let we can talk to you. If you're presentable and, and not naked, just just get in on the Zoom. Well, we'll, 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 maybe, maybe if you well, if if you are if you are naked, definitely get on Zoom because it'll be hilarious. Yeah, that's right. I miss your pink nipples. <laughs> no, but this is our eighth anniversary show, dude, and we we're just kind of re- reminiscing about our you know our past departed hosts. Uh, uh, you know, some of them physically having left the world and others <laughs> yeah. just moved to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. That's right. That's right. But yeah, yeah man, it's brother. about the, it's the closest thing to hell probably anyway. Yeah. Are you, I don't think Lee's there. So have you I figured know, out, uh, well. no, I don't think so. I think Lee had more class than that to move to Cleveland. Yeah. How, how are you, uh, how are you enjoying <laughs> Cleveland? Are you, I mean, it sounds like you've settled in. You haven't murdered anybody that we know about and you're still a free man. So <laughs> it's fine. Right. Are you brewing a lot out it's, there? I was a professional brewer for a good period of time out here, and then uh, COVID got, hit. And you got fired. And, yeah. 
And uh, yeah, well, COVID fired me. Okay. And the, the brewery shut down. It was on a campus. Oh, damn, dude. So, Sorry to hear that. I, oh, it's cool. So I went back to my previous career, and I've been doing that since last May. So, uh, cool. It's not. It's not a bad thing. So, like com- computer I, touching. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay. Computer touching. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've enjoyed how we've kept in touch over the, the, the COVID uh, <laughs> holiday that we've all been through here. And, uh, you know, your stories of leaving just barrels full of awesome, like wonderful uh, 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 hazy IPAs that you crafted with tons of like super fresh hops in them. Just sitting in the in the bright tanks, dying Boom. slowly. Good. Couldn't sell them to anybody. They should die yeah. slowly. <sighs> hazy IPA I mean, should die slow. The hazy IPA should yeah, move to Cleveland. Kind of my, that was kind of like what after after commercial brewing, I was kind of like a, I'm not doing hazy IPAs again. So, ever since commercial brewing stopped, I've been brewing a lot at home and and no hazy IPAs. So thank you. Eight loggers in a row. <laughs> there we go. Eight loggers in a row. Then I did a, then I did an alt beer at Kolsch and a, a shika alt beer and uh, did a session IPA last week for my for my wife, which she enjoys. But just gonna do some West Coast IPAs, amber ale, stuff like that. I knew I liked you, Keith. I, you know, it, so first of all, you 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 were in a commercial brewery. You didn't send us any beer. You didn't try to get on the session. So you're an asshole for that. And then you're and you're brewing all this time, and you're not sending us any beer. So you're a double asshole for that. Well, I mean, we weren't we weren't canning. It was all uh, on draft, and we had a, a crowler line that way too much oxygen, and it was just. Not good. So stop it. Didn't want to subject you to something. And, and also the, f- the hazy IPAs too. Okay, well, didn't there's that. that. Yeah, that's, that's really yeah. <laughs> that's really uh uh you know least to worst. So yeah, you're right about that. It's funny how like how many but, uh, breweries just send in hazy IPAs to the to, like the session and shit. I'm like, and I open these boxes and it's like West Coast IPA, double IPA, hazy IPA. Pilsner, and I'm like, fuck, this show is gonna suck. <laughs> it's gonna be so hard because it's only me, and like, not that the beer sucks because the beers whatever, but like, it's only me tasting these beers, so I I don't have the palate or like the mental focus to analyze hazy beers and describe them to people. That's when I need help, and it's like I can't. This is gonna be very hard for me because my palate is not broken. It's hilarious when people send in hazy IPAs to you and don't understand your stance on hazy IPAs. (laughs) Yeah. That's the funniest thing. Keith, how you doing, man? Hey, buddy. All right. He's still connecting. He's wearing a shirt. Yeah. You're like moving and stuff. There you go. Yeah. No, he's he's muted. He's going to the the bar. He's muted. This is going to be very fun content for the podcast. I'm going to edit this whole entire <laughs> this whole entire thing out where we're describing what he's doing on the uh, thing. But I'm sure for Facebook, uh, Nathan is loving it. Keith is walking around right now, everybody. Listen, podcast listeners, he's walking in his house. <laughs> he's breathing. Uh-huh. This is fucking amazing. <laughs> what a fucking what a fucking eight anniversary show this was. Uh, Keith, unmute it, yourself. Guys. You're muted, dummy. Now you're side. You're uh-huh. muted. Uh-huh. This is a mistake. I should never have done it. <laughs> this is not a mistake in the slightest. This no, is it awesome. really is. Be- well, you say that, Brian, but you don't have to edit this show to make it a podcast. I, I don't. Which I is why do. It's, me. it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. For me, I'm like, all I'm seeing is the work I have to do tomorrow. Yes. And I just want to bury yeah. my head in the light socket. 
Okay. Well, anyway, look, anyway. Um, eight years. It's been it's been fun, Brian Cooper. You and I, man, we've been running the ship. Uh, I appreciate you as a co-host and as a producer because you have been doing all this uh, behind the scenes work for the last year or whatever. And uh, I told you uh, one time, I was like, "Look, if you don't do it, the show's not going to continue." Because I can't, I can't, okay. oh. I can't do it all. My body was missing for a while there. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's all right, man. Well, um, it's, it's been fun. I, I enjoy chatting with, and I, I'm much more long-winded than you are. You're just like, okay, yeah, send your beer. Yep. Here, so here's where you send it. Oh, I'm yeah. like, I'll start chatting with, you know, like with Brian here. I was like, oh, well, tell me yeah. about your Club Sour project. And <laughs> I don't want, you know, I'd already... Yeah, it was Judge a much different artist. experience than uh, getting JP's email. Early on. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, because I don't give a shit, I don't care. And second of all, take me off of the emails when you when you email back and forth. Like, I don't want the emails. I don't read the emails. I just want to know when to show up to the show and what order to drink the beers in. Everything else, yeah. I don't give a shit. I, so the message know, here is. Them. Is randomly copy JP on emails. Yeah, like I don't want it. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want it at all. These two, these two oh. fucking knuckleheads are like judging the beers via text message, and I'm on yeah, the text yeah, message, yeah, yeah. and I'm going, I don't fucking care. Stop so with text we're, message. We're text. We're texting each other and emailing each other, and JP's <laughs> on those. And it's just chaos, and JP's like, no, I don't want to be involved oh. with this. I'm like, no, fuck you. You're in charge of this this mess. Yeah. You have to listen to all of no. this. Yeah. Meanwhile, all I'm trying to do, I'm trying to edit Bruce Strong, and I'm trying to win. I'm trying to get loot boxes in Overwatch because it's the uh, anniversary uh, event for the next two weeks. So I have really important things to do. The last thing I want to do is hear my phone vibrate with uh, Brian Shargon. Well, I could come up to a 37 because I think I don't care. I don't give a shit. I'm going to hear think, about it in two hours. I'm, one would think that JP, A, hates podcasting. I hate it. B, hates crap beer in general and I, where it's going these days. Yeah. And C, just like, what is he even doing here? I mean, we it, love him. All true. He Why? did throw in Pilsner, right? He was talking about hazy IPAs and he threw in Pilsner was with hazy IPAs as well. So it was like, wait, wait, when did Pilsner become... No, 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 no. I was saying, I was saying that like the, the, the classic, like if I could, if I could bottle, if I could package the, the classic session guest beer package, it would be (laughs) West coast IPA, double IPA, hazy IPA and uh, Pilsner. I'll I'll be over. It's just what it is. It's like. And you're just like, that's the most interesting non IPA you could choose to send. Yeah. Uh, and, And I love it. And that's great. But. The other three beers for me are very hard to 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 describe. New, it's 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 interesting, man. Doing this show and doing the session, um, it's very the, both have very much like uh, developed my 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 descriptor my descriptors and stuff. But it's it's hard to just find new descriptors or new ways to convey sort of the same. Sort of the same uh, ingredients or the same flavor combinations, and that's why I'm a very bad judge of IPA, and I'm very bad. If you're a brewery, don't send me an IPA. I don't know how to describe it. I need other people to describe it. People who care about like the way the the hops play and stuff like that. It's very hard for me. I think I just want to throw out something. When I was there, I think maybe half of the shows we received a barrel aged imperial stout, like. You know, all of, it was all the time, or, or some hazelnut, or there was something yes. coffee. Like it was all these imperial stouts constantly. Yeah. I'm like, why, why imperial stout again? Like, 
why barrel age this one for, you know, it was just, it was nonstop with the barrel age stuff. And I was like, you know, I'd be happy for a hazy IPA at that point, but it was always (laughs) 11% years. And I had to take a train back to San Francisco and it was like, I'm going to be wrecked. Yeah, uh, that's why you didn't like those eleven percent uh, barrel aged stouts. Got it? Yeah, it's weird. Uh, it's weird because like now we're doing like we got like three or four kvikes in like six months, and like it's definitely like the the styles have shifted over the years, yeah. um, which is cool. And you can sort of like doing the show, you get your finger on the pulse of what is sort of interesting in the homebrew community yeah. uh, by what people are sending in, you know. And then we have mills yeah. with the Flanders, like. Yeah. Send me bottled I'm water next time, like, dude. Yeah. yeah. I, I spent many years driving Keith's drunk ass to the BART station, like literally dumping him out uh, of the car sometimes. Uh, usually playing him bad indie music from mixtapes that I made and trying yeah. to impress him because he's such a music nerd I can't even compete. And then just, you know, that's right. Leaves. You do you 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 cruise through Concord Bart ten miles an hour, you lean over, open the door, and you pivot on one uh, butt cheek, cock the leg back, and just Eject him like a pinball, and then you keep, and keep going. Yeah, uh, that was it. He's good at that. And only uh, once, only once, only once. I didn't wake up. And I, my wife had to pick me up at the airport. So every other time I woke up at the <laughs> park station, one time I woke up at the airport, and she was like, "Wait, where are you? It's two in the morning. Where are you?" And I'm like, "I'm at yeah. the airport, and all the trains have stopped running." I'm like, "Come pick me up at the airport." Uh, yeah, and by the way, fly back to Pittsburgh. Yeah, for for you guys who don't for you guys who don't know, the SFO airport is not an S. It's Daly City, so it's like beyond San Francisco. So Keith missed his train by a like by a lot by like several stops. A lot. Yeah. So how how happy how happy was your wife to pick you up at two a.m. at SFO? Yeah, it wouldn't have happened now with the having the sun and everything. But yeah, like, yeah. Like you said catch a catch a flight. I'm like, uh, I think I'll be yeah. <laughs> yeah, because basically that's where you're going to sleep. Is you're going to sleep on that fucking plane? Yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting. Like you know, when when you're single or or at least when you're married, like pre kid, you can do all this you can do stuff you can go out whenever you can do the thing but now when you have a kid you sort of like think back like oh I, it's hard to you know go to this tiki bar or it's hard to go out or it's hard to do the thing but it's also hard to take care of your insane spouse because yes. you can't go to the, the fucking airport to pick him up <laughs> this is now the what the hell are we even podcasting about show? Like, we're reminiscing brian what do you want our crazy spouses yeah I, shut I, up brian well, we're reminiscing yeah. this is what you wanted okay all right i like it don't like worry about keith it back on the show it's fun yeah keith are you ever going to send uh, us homebrew to yeah, be on the sure. show I, I have a i remember the one show i made fun of the guy who had a canning sort of set up and I'm like, wait a minute, you're at homebrew and you have a canning setup? <laughs> well I bought a canning setup as a homebrewer. So now I'll send you some guys so then you got some cans out there. Like Yeah, hey, dude. Please sure. do it. Tasty crack yeah. cans. Yeah. That'd good. be good, man. Yeah. That'd be good. Well I'm glad that you're uh that you're you know you're getting along, I guess, in Cleveland. I'm sorry that your 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 brewery shut down because of COVID. That really sucks, man. Is there yeah. are there plans to like open it back up or is it one of those like it's just gone and that's it? It wasn't my brewery. It was a, a brewery on the campus of Case Western, and I worked there. Oh, wow. and, and it was just, you know, the university shut down, and then I was like, well, I'm not going to, yeah. Like, there was no, it, it was way too long of a period of time, and they hired somebody else. At some point, they were like, you know, I was like, oh, I need to keep working what I'm doing now. You guys aren't opening for a while, so they hired somebody else to do it. But oh, okay. it was, uh, 
it's it makes more sense for me to open something else on my own than to than to work yeah, for somebody else at this point in my life. So that's yeah. kind of at some point. It's just depending on where that's going to be, and you know. We look forward to that for sure. Now, yeah. I wish this was a point in the show where we could like have a UPS driver knock on your door and deliver this same Flanders Red that we're gonna uh, uh, we're about to taste with Brian. But Ed McMahon um, shows up. Uh, yeah, yeah, but we can't. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll mute myself and just watch you guys. You're welcome to hang out. Yeah. You're you can hang, man, if you want, man. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Well, look, you, that was you our can, uh, you can give running commentary about our judging skills. Hey, to do whatever you yeah. want to do, man. Yeah, that was our uh, our eighth anniversary celebration rundown, and then you know, and then we have we hired Brian Sharp, so you know that's yeah. it. <laughs> and, but in Brian Sharp's defense, we tried to get Nicole Ernie, but uh, she couldn't commit to all the shows. Wait, have I been hired? <laughs> I, I'm hearing hired in here somewhere. Oh fuck! You're a lawyer. Um. Oh. <laughs> no, we couldn't get rid of Branchar. Um, <laughs> and Nicole and Ernie was too was too busy. She got too busy, so then we turned to Branchar. And let's be real, Nicole was a lot better at this than I am. Oh, one hundred percent. Everybody yeah, knows that that if you want to talk flavor profile or yeah. or or descriptors, you got to go to Nicole Ernie because she's. She has an incredible palate. Yeah, yeah man. I, I, for sure. I learn stuff from her all the time, and it, she's she's fantastic. And yeah. I'm sorry you're stuck with me, but uh, we're, we're, we have the Council of Brian's going. So that's that's it is what it is, man. It is what it sometimes is. we get there. Yeah, we get yeah. there in a roundabout way. But <laughs> that's right. All right, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to finally talk to Brian Mills about his Flanders Red and uh, and uh, allow him to shower us with compliments. And, uh, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. So uh, hang on. It's Dr. Homebrew. We'll be right back. Now back to the examination. Okay, everybody. Thanks for hanging on. That was real quick, but, uh, you know, very important because uh, we had to make sure that everybody was ready. But we have Brian Mills back with the Flanders Red. I think, Brian, you – I wonder – Cooper, correct me if I'm wrong, but I wonder if Brian Mills is the most entered entrant on the show. Like, he's entered the like, most times. Yeah. I, I believe that, that he's, if not the most decorated, he's, he is tied for uh, <laughs> at least the, the people that have sent us a six-pack of different beers over time. So, um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but, yeah, I, I my, my records are very faulty, and sometimes I have, like, True. people on there that didn't, didn't send their beer, and then they forgot, and then, like, oh, they're still on the list. But anyway, it's this weird spreadsheet that doesn't even – make sense to anybody but us uh, but but brian's name came up a lot and and we said hey let's do this thing so and you were the first yeah. one to like jump in hey i've got some beer let's go oh yeah mills and you sent in a um a, a flanders red is this the first time you've done this uh yes like, wow so this was a club project okay um, all right yeah, a bunch of us can, got can, together can you refresh and... can you refresh us in the name of your club Yes, it's uh, Lebanon Area Fermenters in Lebanon, Pennsylvania. It's the Brian uh, Shar Shut Up Club and Let Me Talk <laughs> Club. Uh, so we we had a a fifty three gallon bourbon barrel that originally we did a Russian Imperial Stout in it, then a wee heavy, and then the Flanders Red was after that. Wow! Uh, so 
we we did that, and now there's a golden sour in that same barrel. All right, sounds good to me, man. Um, Cooper, did we, did we ask Brian how long he's been uh, brewing? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, Year six, two, seven years, something like yeah. that. This this is okay. my first beer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> long enough. To yeah, those other six I sent in were brewed by other people. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So the Flanders Red uh, in the nose. Uh, it's pleasantly fruity, sour up front. Cherry, cherry like uh, undertones of plum and uh, red currant. Has a clean lactic sour presentation. Uh, I'm not getting much acetic at all here. Obviously, no hop. No hop. Um, you know the um, the malt. The malts blend into the fruit, so it's it's somewhat wine like. Uh, there's no no diastole here uh, to distract us. It's uh, you know like the nose is pretty pretty good. It's it's a it's a rich, but not too like um, like funky or gnarly kind of uh, smell. So it seems like it's well soured. Um, yeah, there's definitely probably some wood going on in there too. Um, Appearance-wise, it's an orangey, amber-colored beer. Well, it's reddish, I guess. Too. I last night maybe my light was too bright. It's looking more looking more reddish tonight to me. Um, had a cream-colored head. Yeah, there's a good color. Uh, we're all we're all holding them up, and they all look red. Quite clear. Um, the head on the first sample I poured stuck around pretty well, but. I might have some beard oil going in this glass, so it, it just it fell flat pretty quickly this time. But I, I won't knock you down for that. Um, there is a uh, there was kind of a creamy quality to the head, very uh, a little bit of lacing, uh, mostly fine bubbles. So I mean, I gave it full points for appearance. Um, Flavor wise, it is brightly sour up front, clean lactic, uh, no hop. As I let it dry off my tongue, I got a faint hint of uh, some THP. It's coming across as kind of a, a Captain Crunch-like graininess, but it's not very distracting. Um, THP is something I discovered when I, I was hanging out with Keith one time at the show, and we uh, were like, what are you getting in this sour? What and we both looked at each other and just said, Cheerios. So it's not to the Cheerios extent, but it's it, there's a light uh, tetrahydropyridine in the beer you you say uh captain crunch and i'm i get crunch berries because of the I other flavors of the beers like yeah. fruit in there yeah yeah yeah, crunch yeah, berries. yeah that's a good way to describe it because it's got the fruit thanks man really nice really nice fruitiness with the yeah, i call it crunch berries beer no it's not to that extent it's a really light 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 no and you only get it so to taste that uh thp read read the the milk the funk wiki on this it's really good um, to be able to taste it, the pH in your mouth has to actually be right. So you can't taste it when, when the pH is low, like, th- you know, three or four, you're not going to taste it. But as your saliva comes in and t- tames things down, gets it that back up towards neutral, higher pH lets that come through. So you taste it only on the late palate. And, and as you exhale and kind of get ready to take another sip, it's like, wait, what's that? And the flavor just changes on your tongue a little bit. But uh, again, it's it's really subtle. The THP is not too distracting to me, but um, I think it's it's there. Uh, but it's 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 really low. Um, so the 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 beer is balanced to the malty uh, sourness. So definitely clean ale. The funkiness is low. It's got a, just a nice winey tartness to it, which is what you want in a in a Flanders red. 
Um, and it has a nice level of sourness. It's not super intensely, bitingly, teeth-meltingly sour, um, but it's also not wimpy. It has a nice tang to it. Um, again, a little bit of a greeny aftertaste, probably that that uh, Cap Crunched Berries. Um, you know, the the fruitiness and the flavor, again, is, is mostly plum, some aged cherry, um, you know, a little bit of currant. So just it's, it's you know, a nice round a uh, uh, bunch of different kind of fruity aspects coming from the the malt with the, the the bugs that did their thing with all that flavor in there. It's a very flavorful beer. I like. I really like the flavor a lot. Uh, mouthfeel wise, it's medium bodied. Uh, CO2 is kind of medium low. Uh, there's no obvious warmth. I guess I could say the beer is perky. It's 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 not. Like some sours would be kind of dry and leathery feeling in the mouth. This one's just perky and sharp. Like you feel the sourness. You feel the little bite. Um, dry and the, leathery. You mean like uh, like fruit leather where it's like not the bright aspects of the fruit? Yeah. Okay. Just right. the just not a flavor, just the mouth feel like it leaves your tongue. Like if you get a really heavy Brett beer, sometimes you get this leathery aspect to it. Just your, your mouth feels like you're licking a leathery couch or something you know yeah um, we've all been there so <laughs> i know i like end yeah. of the night tonight i'll probably be there too you know yeah. the couch is right over there ready to go so yeah. you know how much i love to lick a couch i do um but well, yeah, my there's, nickname a, is there's couch. a low medium low tannic astringency like a lighter red wine uh which is is appropriate for the style um there's nothing you know <laughs> creaminess there's, there's nothing cream like about the beer uh, definitely mostly the style here on the mouthfeel. I like the, the way it feels on the tongue. It's good, good, bright, sour. Uh, overall, just a nice balanced Flanders red uh, with a pleasant level of sourness. Um, a slight THP in the flavor is not not very much of a detractor. I think it'll probably age out before too long. That stuff can, can you know, just avoid, you know, when you're brewing a beer like this, avoid O2 contact, especially in the presence of any Brett. I'm not sensing a lot of Brett here in this beer. There's not probably none, uh, but also just age it longer to let that kind of break down and age itself out uh, at such a low level. This should be pretty quick. I don't know how young the beer is, how long it's sat in the barrel. I mean, maybe it's, you know, two years old. I think maybe you already mentioned, <laughs> but yeah, it was like pre COVID. So, you know, it, it'll slowly age out over time, but oxygen is definitely not your friend as it goes. So, you know, um, just keep it in kegs and, and hopefully it drops out. Um, yeah, it's like maybe a little more, it's, it's pretty fruity. And in that aspect, it's a little bit kind of not one dimensional, but it's like, it's a, it's an all fruit game here. There's, there's not a lot of, there's no funk or, um, you know, twists to it. It's just kind of straightforward and, and, and sour and fun and clean. Uh, but maybe a little more richness of some malt might help this beer kind of express itself a little more or something a little, you know, a little chocolate or something. It could stand to be a tiny bit darker too. It's kind of this orangey color. They can get a little bit darker than this. Uh, and as they age, they can get darker too, you know, but uh, you know, I landed at a 37 for this beer. It's a, it's a, you know, pouring on excellent. It's, it's a really nice Flanders red and, and sounds like a great cl- uh, club project. And sometimes when you have like a bunch of different beers going in, you never know what the final product's going to be. <laughs> And everybody brews a little differently and, uh, but, you know, hopefully taste everything going into this and just had some fun doing it. And, um, you know, 
uh, nice club project and hopefully that uh, the pale sour turns out nicely too. And I have a story about that coming up too, but we'll, uh, we'll let Brian, Brian talk about the beer. I can't uh, wait. All right, Char, <clears throat> hit us. I, I, I largely echo what Cooper said. You know, uh, Mr. Mills, I was think I was debating whether to give this a 50 or get close to 50. And then Cooper said, oh, THP. And I'm like, God damn it, there's Cheerio. And yeah, there's a little bit of Cheerio. All right, ah, stupid Cheerios, THP. But it's still a really it's good not beer. that much. It's not really not that much. It's so it's, light. It's, it's really not. But you, you it, anyway, I'm just I'm just calling. I'm, I'm just saying. But uh, I, I love this. This aroma, 11 out of 12. Uh, the aroma is amazing. There is, to me, a lot of cherry and berry aroma uh, with medium levels of sort of lactic sour and some Brett Funk. Uh, really no hop or malt aroma, but you're not, that, that, that's not the point of a Flanders Red, no vinegar or diacetyl. So that was was real good. You know, it's funny, we've all held our glasses up to the uh, the camera. And when I judge this beer... It was about four hours ago here in my living room, and the sun was coming in, and I held it up to the window, and I'm like, there's not a lot of red in this beer, uh, but there's actually a lot of red in here, and this goes to show that the color is one of the toughest things to judge in any beer because there's not always a standard glass size. There's not a standard light source. If you've ever judged any competitions, you've been in weird rooms where they're like, here's like a light up here, like 30, 40 feet away. I'll try to hold it up. Uh, and it's really, and the light's yellow. Yeah. It's, it's an old fluorescent uh, uh, tube that, you know, like bugs are going up there to die and shit. So it's, I love uh, it. it's really hard in competition sometimes to get color right. And I knocked off a point, and I'll, I'll bring you up a point here at the uh, the end. Uh, real, t- this is real time judging, listeners. I am real time judging Mills's beer, uh, and and changing that based on the uh, different light sources available to all of us. Uh, but you know what? I, I, I said it's missing the hallmark red. Well, no, it's not. My light source was kind of weird. So it's crystal clear. Uh, Medium sized head settled down pretty quickly but uh, uh, to a low persistent head, you can kind of see it here on the, uh, the camera right here on the, the edge um, appearance, three out of three flavor, 14 out of 20. Uh, initially the flavor to me was fruity, cherry, uh, uh, some berry uh, sour immediately followed uh, right after that. Uh, the sourness to me is, is firm, but not intense. This is a sour beer but it's not like one of those that's going to rip your face off. It's, it's close. Uh, it's going to all, it's going to think about ripping your face off, but it's not going to rip your face off. Uh, there's really no hop flavor or discernible bitterness, but again, that's not the point of a Flanders red. Uh, you're, you're not supposed to have hop flavor or a lot of bitterness in this beer. Although having said that, I wonder if a Flanders IPA Stop it. Ha- Shut, a up. Hazy, Shut a up. Hazy Flanders Shut IPA, up. JP? 
I was going to tell JP that I was, was going to send know. JP the kettle soured Flanders <laughs> with uh, Perry puree and lactose. I would dry hop. Fla- I would drink that. Milkshake Flanders. I would drink. Oh my god! A milkshake Flanders is the thing. That's the next hot. That's the new hotness. Yeah. No, that's not the new hotness. Uh, no, no. This is really well attenuated. Uh, the finish is balanced. It's, it's balanced towards sour. I, I get a little low oak flavor and a little tannin kind of mid-palate, which hearing about the barrel, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I was going to give this very close to a 20. I gave it 14 and a 20. And then Cooper was like, oh, THP. And I didn't get Captain Crunch or Crunch Berries. Because I love both of those things, and I will not have them be disparaged as off flavors. Uh, but THP, the way that uh, it's classically described, is kind of a Cheerios type of, I, and I, I did get that a, a little hint of that Cheerios THP there at the end. So give that fourteen out of twenty for flavor. Uh, mouthfeel five out of five. You know, medium body, low carbonation, very slight warming. It's, it's not creamy. <laughs> But this that's supposed to be a creamy beer. Uh, tart, but not astringent. Uh, overall impression, seven for a total of 40. Uh, you know, I, I've had commercial Flanders that are not as good as this. And I'm not even talking about those gushers of Duchess they sent out, like, 2008 uh, era. We're like, like what, what is happening here? Uh, this is this is a really, really good Flanders red. Uh the sourness is very high, but it's not over the top. Uh, I made a note that a little more red color would be desirable, but um, that's I, I, I withdraw that comment based on holding that up to the light right now. Um, we talked about THP a little. Uh, bottle conditioning will reduce THP, apparently, and you want to minimize oxidation at bottling. Uh, that's kind of the case for, for any beer, really. Uh, but for sours, I guess instead of getting the cardboard, if you don't minimize oxidation, you get the the old Cheerios uh, flavor. But uh, this is really, really excellent, I think, Brian. Thank you for sharing it with us. And I'm going to keep drinking the rest of what's in my glass while you tell us about it. All right. Can I have a couple of questions first, like just to jump in here. Uh, THP always been a, a huge thing for me in this uh, uh Dr. Homebrew thing, and um, yeah, yeah. So I'm obviously really interested in how you bottle it, and and you know where it came from. From there, like I, I, you know, I've learned that pretty much, like you know, fresh yeast pitch and and things like that can kind of clean it up. Like as Brian said, uh, sorry, Brian too said. I'm not sure which how do you guys. <laughs> it doesn't matter at this point. I'm, I'm number. I'm, I'm yeah, number two. No, that's yeah. fine. That's a big question there. I have as well. You guys are still getting THP. Like, you know, naturally re-fermenting, I think, is one of the keys I've read about. I've used at home a lot now in Solera projects, and it seems to work. But, yeah, like, that's that's what I'm interested in. So, um, yeah, so focus on that if you can. And uh, any other questions? You know, questions that brian too has uh, <laughs> yeah well we'll delete those <laughs> right. um, i'm number two before I'm we get to two. before we get to mills uh let me take a quick break it's our second break and then we're going to come back it's all brian mills all the time hang on everybody with our eighth anniversary uh show on dr homebrew or whatever we're doing now uh we'll be right back 
The leader in affordable, high-quality kegerators is here. Introducing Comos, the kegerator designed with serious beer drinkers in mind. It features an all-stainless steel draft tower, a major upgrade over traditional chrome-plated brass towers, and Comos keeps your new tower cold with their air-cooled tower fan, wrapping your beer lines in frigid coolness. Your beer is poured from innovative forward-sealing faucets that don't leak, so they stay cleaner for longer. Dual gas inlets on the rear of the fridge allow you to run both CO2 and nitrogen gas. Serve your beer with CO2, serve your kegged wine, or even cocktails with nitrogen. The digital temperature display has the largest range available, allowing you to use the Comos Kegerator for fermentation if you need to. And now Comos Kegerators ship with duo-tight draft fittings for that click-to-connect assembly we've all dreamed of. Buy direct from ComosDraft.com and receive free shipping on your order. That's K-O-M-O-S Draft.com. We are back with Brian Mills, special guest judge uh, slash sitter inner Keith from uh, <laughs> from Days of Yore and his replacement Brian Shar. So I feel like now I'm you here. guys are both uh, fighting for my affections. So uh, whatever you say to Mills is really gonna you know impress me is what I'm trying to say. Will be kicked off of this island. <laughs> uh, anyway, Mills, let's talk about you, man. Uh, well, actually, let me give my impressions. I, I, I'm not really a Flanders yeah. Red guy. I don't like what's the big one? Not Duchess, but because Duchess is like nail ball. Rodenbach. I don't fucking yeah. do Rodenbach. I can't do it. I think it tastes like dog shit. I think it tastes like like um like stale water. I don't like it. I Rodenbach is not good to me. It's too sweet. This is very tart, uh, which I do sort of like, but it's those darker grains with the the sour bugs that just they fuck with me a little bit. Um, I do get some aspirin-y thing out of here, and I don't know if it's because I'm drinking a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale on the side. So it could be that. So I wanted to throw aspirin-y out to see if uh, the other two judges um, got that as well. It could be just me. So I would think maybe aspirin would be a little overhopped for what's going on. Um, there is an aggressive bitterness. How old is this beer, Mills? I, I did not get aspirin. So we originally brewed it in 2017. Oh. And that's when it went into the the yeah. barrel and it came out of the barrel in, in 2019. Uh-huh. That I mean, beer. It's wow. very aggra- it's, it's <clears throat> aggressively tart. And I wonder if I'm confusing some of that super aggressive tartness as like a hop it's almost bitterness at the end it's almost like so yeah i think it kind of changed too when i when i brian Brian cooper back off the mic a little bit you you get a little hot sometimes yeah 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 you're good right there it's a pop builder it's my it's the rock vocalist in me sorry that's Um, perfect right there so as i sip a little bit of a um a, a, a dry hopped pilsner with the beer it like the hoppy beer playing off of the, the 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 sour beer doesn't do it any favors so it does like kind of detract a little bit and it does change a little bit but you have to just stay on the sour beer for a while and put down that put down the pail for a bit so um all right so the beer was, was, 
brewed by multiple people. You, everybody brought their batch to the barrel and you tasted them and, and uh, gently put them in. Yeah, we, we, we started with essentially a bulk grain purchase and made kits for everybody that was participating. Uh, as far as the, the recipe goes, uh, it is, uh, I'm going to try to round here, but about 33% Pilsner malt uh, and about the same in Vienna malt, uh, about 11% light Munich, and then uh, aromatic, Cara Munich, Special B, and wheat malt uh, were each just under 6%. Uh, hops, just a little bit of EKG. Uh, and then we all initially fermented this at home with a, uh, our, our clean ale yeast. We used SO4. So, yeah, that was more or less to keep everybody's equipment at home clean. Mm-hmm. After that, we all brought our, you know, at that point, clean beer into where we had the barrel. Uh, we, we racked it all into the barrel along with, uh, we essentially had a big uh, sour bottle share. And we took oh, wow. the dregs from a bunch of different bottles along with a commercial Flanders red pitch that somebody had propped up to, I think it was about two liters and put that into the barrel you know, with all of the, the different uh, members of the club that participated. Uh, and then, you know, over the next two years, sampled it from time to time. And, you know, when it was about, I think it was ready at maybe about 18 months, we were happy with it. And at that point, we started to put the next project together where we have the golden sour in there now and getting participants ready for that so that when we went in the day to rack that out, we could put the the clean fermented golden sour in there to start its process. Uh, when we brought it out of the barrel, uh, the Flanders Red, for the most part, uh, everybody brought corny kegs and we racked straight into corny kegs. Uh, some of the guys uh, took the corny kegs home and they, they did bottle condition. Uh, mine stayed in the corny keg. And the one you have now is actually another member's uh, keg from that day. I, mine's been gone for close to a year now, <laughs> yeah. uh, but our current club president isn't a huge sour and that keg had been sitting there in his basement for a while. And, uh, I finally took it off his hands for him. I did him that favor. Thanks. Nice. Uh, Good work. Very cool. <laughs> well, Mills, Mill, Mills, you're a giver. You, you, you give, give, give all the time. True. Yeah. It's so it's holding up. Well, we, uh, yeah, we, we were real happy with the way this turned out, especially, you know, considering, you know, we, there must've been, you know, 15 or 20 different bottle dregs that went in there. Plus that commercial sour pitch. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, it was a fun day of drinking beer too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, For sure. Well, I, I, uh, I'd like to know what happened to that, uh, the pale sour. So that is still in the the barrel. It's been in there for a little over two years now. It went in there in uh, February of 2019. Uh, From what I heard on our last tasting, uh, 
uh, several months ago. It was it was good, but a little underwhelming. Uh, so we might look at, at what to do with that uh, going forward. Uh, the idea behind that one was, you know, just brew a, a nice uh, golden sour recipe that we could all then take home and uh, re-ferment on our choice of fruit or, you know, whatever you want to do with that, that base recipe and plan a, a meeting where we all bring them back in yeah, and say, here, here's what we did with it after we all got it home. Okay. Yeah, cool. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, you got to, got to, yeah, sometimes do fun things like this uh, to keep club meetings interesting. And <laughs> Yeah, you really do. So do you have, you have a, a keg? How much do you have of this beer? Of the Flanders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's probably about two thirds of that keg left and... I think there might be a few bottles floating around and that's about all that's left from that batch. Okay. I would, I would like to see this blended to just kind of take that sour. I don't know, man. That's me. It's not it's you too sharp sour. It's too sharp sour for me. I mean, to make it a, I, th- I think to make it a, fl- a, a Flanders red. I mean, it's really hard to make a Flanders red on a homebrew scale. Like no matter what you do, it's going to yeah. end up being too sour. Like there's, there's, there's two different types of Rodenbach. There's Rodenbach Grand Cru and then, well, there's actually more than that, but like Rodenbach and Rodenbach yeah. Grand Cru and they're different blends, but they're all pasteurized. There's a lot of different things going on there. And like Duchess, again, there's like pasteurization and a lot of things that we don't do as home brewers. So Flanders Red, honestly, is one of the hardest things to kind of, if you like, my wife loves like Flanders Red, like Duchess is one of her favorite beers. I'm like, I really can't do that because I can't keep that sweetness there because it's always going to keep eating away and it's going to be gone and you're not going to have that. And it's just, yeah, we, we can have that for a, sh- a short period of time and, and you only have a beer once a week. So that sort of period of time is going to be shorter. So, you know, like whatever. So it's, it's impossible. Like, you know, at a homebrew meeting, some point you were like, Hey, we did this Flanders red. It's perfect. It's going to have this perfect flavor. You can do that. But like moving forward for competitions, it's like really not that easy to do unless you pasteurize and there's a lot. Yeah. And filtering, you know, it's just, it's just really difficult to, to nail that style as an American uh, brewing sour beer. <laughs> yeah, and, and without without a hundred different barrels to blend. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, blending as well. Like, yeah, and, and a lot of, you know, like, you know, look at Petrus. Like, there's a lot of sour beers where they're blending different things together. Sweet beer, sour, you know, like, oh, like, unfermented beer, yeah. you know. Sorry, not unfermented beer. But, like, yeah, like, using different <laughs> stuff, you know using uh, unsoured beer and, and doing all of that. Yeah. It's a, it's an art and that's great. But yeah, as a home brewer, like once you have a bunch of beers, what you could do is a club, but even then like you, you get a, a certain sweet spot and then that period of time's over after that, like it's pretty cool. Like, Hey, we're going to have the biggest Flanders red blowout party ever and have 60 uh. of them. <laughs> yeah. But it'll be one day. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Mills, do you have any questions? anybody no no i i'm i'm glad everybody enjoyed it uh like we we were real happy with the way this turned out uh we took it to uh homebrew con in rhode island and it was a big hit there um i so probably like, drank it there could be <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i i yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it and thought that it turned out uh, as well as we thought it did. 
for something that you know was kind of a well shit let's see what happens <laughs> uh, yeah for a for a let's see what happens it's it's very good yeah. yeah, and it was so funny too when we you, we you and I started chatting about your project. It's like it rang a bell with me. I was like, "Oh, cool! We did a Flanders Red pro, uh, Club yeah. project too," and it it uh, you know it, it started in 2018 and it came together uh, in in 2018. We kegged it off and it was it was good. But we had did, done two different beers at the same time. Hang we on, did a, a Flanders Red. There we go. All right, you were just getting you got a little yeah. weird for a oh, bit. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Got a little weird. I'll I'll turn it down. We did a Flanders red and then we did a, a pale sour that actually Keith helped me design the recipe for because um, he had done a lot of different sours and, and, and like, what's good, good in a pale sour. So I took some of the stuff that, that Keith had contributed and we all just kind of threw it together and everybody brewed these pale sours. So we ended up, uh, you know, dumping all the beer, you know, both of them at the same time, the Flanders red and the pale sour, my buddy, uh, Craig, Danielson, who is the, the head brewer at Shadow Puppet Brewing here in Livermore, uh, had a couple of barrels in his in his in his basement that uh, we wanted to fill. So we did that, and the Flanders Red was ready after a year, and everybody kegged it off, and we ended up uh, we ended up just uh, tasting that pale sour. I was like, yeah, that's not quite ready yet. So like, what are we gonna do with this? <laughs> yeah, so decided like. Uh, well, actually, we have we have uh, Craig on with us now here too on the phone, and uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully you guys can hear me okay. My reception's not <laughs> so good here in Castor Alley, but we can hear you, bro. All right, what's up, Craig? Hey, hey, how's it going? Not too it's, bad. Uh, this is our eighth yeah. anniversary uh, uh, show, and we're just bullshitting at this point. But uh, we're like uh, our buddy Brian had a, gr- a real similar story to what we went through where our beer got kind of stuck by COVID. So like we tasted that pale sour and then it was, you know, 2019 and then another several months went by and pretty soon it was 2020. And it was like, Oh, okay. We're not going to keg this beer for off for a while. That'll so, happen. Yeah. I've been keeping in touch with Craig. I've been getting updates every once in a while. How, how's our beer doing there, Craig? <laughs> uh, yeah, surprisingly well, it looks like, um, looks like it went in the barrel almost three and a half years ago. Um, the, the, the level has dropped a bit. It's, it's probably about six inches down below the, uh, the bung opening on it. Um, but uh, I think uh, that pellicle, I don't know if you saw the picture I sent into your, your phone, Brian. Um, I did, yeah. But, uh, but uh, the, the pellicle was pretty thick, and I think that helped preserve the um, – uh, the beer from getting uh, uh, oxidation effects. It, it does have some acetic character, um, uh, you know, right on the edge of uh, somewhere between pleasant and uh, 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 unpleasant, maybe. <laughs> um, I, depending, depending on your threshold for uh, uh, an acetic sour, uh, I still kind of like it. I think there's enough, uh, uh, like, like sweetness or maybe uh, just enough malt character um, left in the beer to kind of um, balance out uh, that more aggressive acetic character. But um, I think uh, time's ticking on this beer. Um, probably should get it into kegs, um, especially now that I've disturbed the pellicle to get my uh, oh yeah uh, sample. I didn't have a nail in this uh, barrel. I just had uh, yeah. uh, a, a wine thief. I had to unfortunately break through the, the pellicle tonight. So. Wow. We're gonna have a, a VPO event, a vaccinated people only uh, a kegging party, maybe. Mm. <laughs> Never trust Craig with the barrel. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, oh, no, he, yeah, he, he poking that pellicle. Some fine, some fine barrels at the brewery there, and uh, 
but yeah, you know, the, the, the sours, it's, it's, a it's a work of art. Sometimes you never know how it's going to come out. And, uh, you know, the Flanders turned out pretty well and, uh, the pale sour, it probably would have been great like a year ago, <laughs> but couldn't do it. It happens, man. Push on the yeah. Yeah. Yep. Our experience yeah, I think, I think... was pretty similar. You know, the, the Flanders turned out pretty well that, the samples we've been taking of the the pale sour have not lived up to expectations, and since then we've heard from a couple people that were, you know, you know more or less telling us that yeah, if you had a good Flanders barrel, why did you ruin it by not putting another Flanders in there? <laughs> uh, that's an excellent oh, yeah. point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, because we're home, you know. Yeah, why would we do the same thing twice? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to destroy something beautiful. Uh, well, well it sounds look. like yeah, the pale <laughs> sour might be a good blending beer or something fun to play with. Uh, you know, I love yeah. blending sours, and that is always fun. And sometimes the acetic one is the one that like makes uh, the less like sour beer just kind of pop, and it's like you don't notice the acetic so much, and it's just like all of a sudden it has that zing, you know? Yeah, yep, yep. So, yep. well, Mill, if you don't have anything else. No, no, I don't. Uh, this was this was fun. It's a good uh, eight-year anniversary show with yeah. a four-year beer. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> we're gonna um, we're gonna try to get you a T-shirt for all your efforts sending all these beers to us. Sure. Over years, man. There you <laughs> go. Good luck with that. I don't know. Uh, and, Keith, and if Keith, if Keith does doesn't have anything to else. Add, Dad, why would I have anything else? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, sour beers are great. Like, yeah, like Soleras yeah. are great. Sour beers are great. Brian, I gave you those those barrels that were terrible as well. Like, you know, uh, like it's, yeah. it's always a good time. It's uh, sour beers are a good, a good adventure for homebrew clubs. I think that's one of the best things. And the bigger barrel you can get, the better off you are because the less oxygen yeah. exposure, yeah. the less acetic character you get. And that's that's one of the most important things. But yeah, dregs and, and you know, have a big party, a landing party and, and dump crap into a, a barrel when you, you get it. And that's that's awesome, yep. man. That's, yep. that's, that's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Craig, thanks for calling in, man. If you, if you don't have anything to contribute to the thing, we're going to end the show. That's it. What? All right. Yeah. <laughs> we're not going to talk for another hour about no. but, like barrels going to. Sour? We've already been talking for an hour. And, uh, uh, oh, come on, man. I'm frankly tired of it. Uh, I, I think it's only one in the morning the for me, you know. Yeah, Mill oh, needs to go. He, and, uh, he's totally like did the uh, whole Sully exit on us. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, just, he, he just kind of left. Yeah, he's out of here. Well, look, he has the right idea. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning yeah, in. Yeah. You guys have made it eight years. And uh, look, we really appreciate it. Cooper and I uh, obviously wouldn't be doing this if people weren't listening. So thank you very much for everybody. And, uh, you know, shout out to all of our old co-hosts and our current co-host, Brian Shar. Uh, you know, thank you very much, Brian Shar, for for continuing. Thanks, the show. thanks, man. It was a little rocky there for a little bit. We didn't know what we were going to do, and yeah. uh, Shar decided to uh, to uh, suck it up and can you know uh, commit to the show, and uh, we really appreciate it. So, thank you very much, man. I, I you know, and then of course to everybody who's ever sent in beers to the show. Yes, thank you very much. You guys are the best. Keep homebrewing. Email Brian at thebrewingnetwork.com if you want to come back on the show. 
or if you pivoted to hard cider or soft cider or semi-erect cider, uh, I don't know how old you are, it's fine. Uh, yeah. Or wine or kombucha or hard root beer. Remember when hard root beer was a thing that people were oh, trying Jesus. to... Jesus, yeah, those oh, dads. Really good. Yeah. Not your dad's root beer. Like, oh, If you're doing that, uh, you send it don't, don't Don't send that to us, please. I will drink it and I will judge it and uh, and and a shark and host this show. It'll be a switcheroo. Uh, but you're right, man. It's the listeners and what they brew is what makes us be able to have a show. And without them, we would just be three guys like talking to each other. Who wants to hear that? Not me. Well, I also really, I'm trying I, to go. I very much, I very much enjoy the repeat entrance. And this show has been dedicated to one, and he's been prolific with us over the years. What we love is the rebrews. We love all the, you know, the people that, that, that actually listen to our advice for some reason and, and make an improvement. And uh, we've got another one coming up. Somebody has a great story about something that happened when they rebooted a beer from Dr. Homebrew. So yeah, uh, look forward to that on a coming episode. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just, this is just going to be a fun little series. We're going to bring back some of the, the greatest hits of, of Dr. Homebrew and with new beers each time. So it's always fun and it's, it's always uh, something new. So. That's Thank true, you guys, and for sure. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I uh, really appreciate it. Brian at thebrewnetwork.com. Come join the fun. Come be a part of Doctor Homebrew. Uh, you know, you can even send a hazy beer, and and two out of the three of us will drink it. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. We'll see you later.